So, yes, hello, good evening. Uh, well, I say good evening, uh, you know, whenever it is you're listening to this, good evening uh, from now, which is the evening. Uh, you're listening to Junior Funners. It's uh, the premiere podcast about Arsenal and that, um, and it's brought to you by the Fun Boys, uh, which is me, I'm Ollie, and uh, it's also Lawrence. It's frickin' freezing, Ollie. It's frickin' freezing, listeners. It's bloomin' cold. Um, it, we appear to be... We're coming to you from seemingly the only place in the UK that hasn't had any snow. Uh, pretty much everywhere else seems to have been covered in very picturesque snowfall over the last few days. Uh, but yeah, we we haven't got any of that. Um, but... We're not here to just talk about the weather. Uh, in fact, we're doing things slightly differently this episode. We are recording during a match, so you'll be getting our reactions in real time. We've sort of attempted this once before, and uh, result-wise, it didn't go that well. I think we, we did it for the Leicester match last season, didn't we? And uh, Yes. One in the end, I think. Did Eddie and Ketia get sent off? Oh, something like that, yeah. It was, uh, I think we were like... One nil up for most of the game, and it just and there's Jamie Vardy. Yeah, at, towards the end, didn't yeah. take our chances. Yeah, um, looks as though yeah. So we we wanted to start kind of just before the game started. We had some some technical difficulties uh, getting set up and everything, and uh, so we're we're about twenty minutes into the match currently, and it's already one all um, within the first. Ten minutes, in fact, it was one all. I think Saints uh, Saints went one nil up on about three minutes. We go from Armstrong, uh, and then um, our favourite player uh, Pepe managed to yeah. get the equaliser for us. So we've Pepe. always backed him, always known he had it in him. Uh, never a doubt in our mind. Well, so I never for, for him for that. I never doubted him. I always stuck yeah, by we him. We both we both said some pretty slanderous things about him. We both both of us have both been pretty uh, pretty negative about Pepe. We love we Line love Pepe. Back, I, think. I love Pepe. We, Nicholas, we love Pepe, we don't love we, folks? You know, yeah. Um, so yeah, that leads us in nicely to Arsenal news. Then uh, our first segment. And uh, we're coming hot off of the back of a uh, 1-0 defeat in the FA Cup to Southampton. And, uh, yeah. Um, it's I don't know where to begin, really. Not a great match. Nope. Um, I think Saints defended very well through most of it because when Arsenal did finally get going about an hour into the match, um, they were kind of coming forward Sort of, you know, fairly frequently, but Saints were managing to deal with it. Uh, but yeah, they got the one goal that, that mattered. Uh, you know, an unfortunate deflection off of Gabriel. Um, to, you know, for an own goal. Um, a lot of people criticizing Arteta's choice of, of lineup for the game. What did you make of it? Well, I I don't know the whole story of who wasn't and who wasn't picked. What something happened with Aubameyang? I don't know why he wasn't. Uh, picked and um, well, Aubameyang uh, had to drop out of the match. He travelled with the team. He had to drop out of the match for 
uh, personal issues or family issues. Um, he's also not playing tonight for the same reason. Um, so whatever's going on there, obviously we hope we wish him all the best. But uh, yeah, so the, there was no Aubameyang, um, but he there was no Smith Rowe or Saka or Partey in the starting lineup. And once again, he started with Willian and Pepe. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it it went about as well as you'd expect with, with those guys. Um, yeah, Willian just can't seem to keep the ball, gives the ball away very cheaply. And uh, yeah, Pepe really wasn't able to create anything of, uh, of substance. He had one really good through ball to Eddie and Ketia, where uh, I think he was offside anyway, so it wouldn't have mattered. But uh, yeah, Eddie and Ketia, he took like one extra touch and couldn't get a shot away. Um, yeah, disappointing. Not a great... Uh... Also, when he did finally bring Saka on, because uh, like I said, about an hour in, he started making some changes. And so, you know, Thomas Partey came on and, and he brought on Saka and Lacazette. Um to start with, it looked as though Saka was sort of playing on the wing, but then he brought on Lacazette to, I guess, to play up front with Eddie and Ketia. So, you know, playing with two up front. But that meant that Saka then had to move to a deeper position. Saka was basically playing at left back, hmm. um, which seems a bit. I know, you know, the, the Arsenal way of playing is for the fullbacks to get forward, but it does seem a bit limiting for a player of his attacking potential. To yeah. stick him at left back when you desperately need a goal, um, I don't know. Yeah, that's the uh, problem right now. Is what's happened? What's happened to Tierney? Is he injured or is he just like what's happened to Tierney? Um, I think he, yeah, he's nursing. Like I think it's a calf uh, thing, it, 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 like a, the, it, calf discomfort, some kind of muscular thing. The problem now uh, that Klesnach is gone is we don't have any other left backs, and so Cedric mm. has to fill in. And he's not left-footed, so a lot of his, you know, he was just not very good. And, uh, yeah, and the problem, well, the Arsenal news is, uh, transfer-wise, I just skipped to it, just to get in terms of what happened with Southampton. Um, uh, Martin Odegaard is official now. He will be coming on loan, even though I said last week that he, ah, I didn't think it would happen, and it uh, turns out <laughs> he is. Thanks uh, for making me look stupid, Arsenal. And uh, yeah, yeah. So we basically everything we predicted last week um, yeah. was wrong. Like we 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 looked like complete assholes. I we, think we said that Arsenal would would win against Saints in the cup. Yeah, uh, and I said I I didn't think we'd we'd actually bring anybody in this transfer window. I just, I didn't see it happening. And then in the space of a week, uh, we've brought in two players on loan. We brought in Matty Ryan from Brighton uh, as a backup goalkeeper, which is a, a good piece of business. He's a yeah. decent keeper. Mm. Um, and yeah, Martin Hudegaard is, uh, it is, has completed his medical apparently and is yeah. uh, due to be announced. Sure. If he, uh, he isn't formally been announced yet, has he? But, no, it's, but it's probably this week. It's coming. It'll probably be like uh, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever. Um, but yeah, my point is that we don't have a number 10 either. So we don't have a left back and we don't have a number 10. So all the problem was all our play comes through two guys who aren't like creative players. They're more kind mm. of like I don't I don't know what William is good at anymore really. But I think Pepe yeah. would be good like as a sort of winger getting he's got pace, 
sort of getting in behind, maybe a like mm. counter sort of threat, like a Bamiang, but anyway, without the finishing. But that's the problem is we're all our players relying on players who aren't um don't have any sort of real creative ability about them. But mm. and uh that's very hopefully now that we've got uh, uh Martin Odegaard and Emil Smith Rowe, but still. Um both of them still quite young, I think. Maybe Yeah, I think Martin Odegaard's still only twenty two yeah. and I, I think Emil Smith Rowe's only twenty, isn't he? Yeah. So he uh, yeah. So it, it's a lot of pressure to put on a player that young for you know, for in terms of Smith wrote, it's a lot of pressure to put on a player that's that young uh, to be the sole creative uh, force behind a, you know, a team like Arsenal. So good dev competition for, for places there. Um, hopefully that, yeah, that, that pays off. And it, yeah, once again means we can put the whole uh, Ozil thing behind us. Still yet to be officially unveiled by Fenerbahce. Um, but I, th- it, I mean, it, it's done, isn't it? Like the details yeah. of his deal of like it's it's been you know he's taken a significant pay cut on his weekly wages, but it looks as though he's going to make quite a big, quite a healthy packet yeah. uh, from uh, like his signing on de- uh, bonus and the various sponsors uh, and endorsement deals he's going to get while he's out there. So yeah, you know he gets to keep counting his money, and uh, Arsenal don't have to pay him anymore. So everybody's happy, everybody wins. He'll probably become like a ambassador for uh, Turkish Airlines. The amount of times he's been on, been taking pictures on planes yeah. and whatnot. And uh, yeah, the amount of pictures of him on planes going <clears throat> to Turkey. Yeah, and um, yeah, so that's over and done with buyers. And uh, yeah, but now that we have a, a proper number ten, who well, you can you can't like. All those YouTube compilations that people make of a player, but uh, he look mm. he looks quite good. That Odegaard, he's got a lot very yeah good good uh, good dribbling, good passing. It's all, all you want in a number ten, yeah. And um, looks certainly what we want. Fingers crossed. Hopefully he'll be he'll be good. But the problem is that if he's too good, then Real Madrid won't want to like sell him. But the problem at the same time is I'm hearing like Real Madrid want um to get. Mbappe or Erling Haaland from Dortmund, and so yeah, I mean Madrid are weird like that, aren't they? They're sort of the, you know, they're, they're just if someone's vibe is off or whatever, they're just, they're just yeah. no matter how good they are, they'll still just be like, nah, sorry, so, don't want you here. So Dan is very, I don't know, I don't rate Zidane. I don't know how he's got away with it. These past time. He seems to fall out with players a lot. Like that seems to be his main thing. Yeah, I don't understand how he's um, got away. Well, obviously winning the Champions League, but that's not because of him. It's because yeah, Gareth Bale and uh, Ronaldo. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but he seems like he's very uh, rigid in his football tactic. From where Real Madrid don't look very. Um, I don't know. I don't even want to watch him. That's what I'll say, and um, yeah, especially at the moment, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, yeah, I um, think um, he seems to not like sort of young players who uh, have uh, I don't know some kind of energy or what to express themselves or something. He has a he likes his senior old guys. He sticks to <laughs> yeah. He's got a a, a Mourinho esque uh, uh, attitude towards younger players. It seems yeah. In that- He's just not interested. He's like an absent father. He's just not interested at all. Yeah, basically. And um, 
Yeah, but hopefully if that's what he's trying to do, but if they were trying to get someone like Mbappé in Haaland, hopefully we could get in on that. Just maybe get Sabios and uh, Odegaard for maybe, uh, I don't know, 40, 40 yeah, million we, both. <laughs> and, I was going to say, yeah, we could pick them up on the cheap. I mean, I don't know how many years has Sabios got left on his current uh, Real Madrid know. deal. You know, he's already been on loan with us for two seasons. Yeah. So could well get him on the cheap. Um, and then, yeah. Odegaard turns out to be good. Yeah, that, you know that that could be another thing where uh, yeah we've. Um, uh, I can't remember what I was going to say. Uh, the other game that's going on at the moment, Man City have just gone three nil up against West Brom. Um, a shock. Real I'm shock. following the uh, so following both matches via the BBC Sport website. It does everything that's coming through on the Arsenal Saints match does appear to be Saints related. They they mm. look like they're the ones that. Are, uh, I'm hmm. following the little um, on SoberScore they got a little graphic of, of the movement of the ball got like a pitch movement of the ball who's got the ball like block pass Cedric uh, pass Cedric yeah, hmm. all these things and uh, yeah that's quite so I, I'm not watching the game but more or less um <laughs> Yeah, so we're not. We're, yeah, we're not watching the game. We're just following along. Just with following it. along. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Not actually being able to see the stuff that's going on. Um, yeah, uh, like it was real, yeah. very hot in my moments. Like Southampton didn't do like I felt. Southampton didn't really do a whole lot. They just had to sort of rely on us ballsing it up in our own half, nicking it. And then every time it went to yeah. Danny Ings, I was like, oh my God. He had that one opportunity he got in. Luckily, um hit the post. And I think, didn't it bounce off um, Leno? And then it went, luckily it went out, I think. Hit the yeah, there was, there was one like that. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe he didn't score at least yeah. one goal. Um, that was, yeah, that was lucky um, for, for us because, yeah, he was well up for it. And it, yeah, he was, from his point of view, he'll be kind, probably kind of annoyed that he didn't get at least one goal. Um. Yeah. It. Uh, yeah. Not. It. It. Again. It just sort of goes to show the lack of depth. I think in this squad, um, there is kind of a, a an alarming lack of quality yeah. uh, for a lot of players that are maybe in that kind of second tier. Um. So. Yeah. Hopefully, bringing in bringing in Martin Odegaard helps alleviate some of that you know we, we it won't it won't matter if we're playing a cup match or a league match or whatever competition you know we're going to have a decent engine for that midfield yeah. um so yeah yeah uh, and then you know again tonight the, i mean we've already well, I suppose we've already improved tonight by scoring a goal so <laughs> yeah but um yes and uh what was I gonna say? uh Damn it! Um, forgotten now. Hopefully he'll buy a left back, move wherever it be on loan again. But um, I've I've not really read or seen much related to uh, that. Um, yes, I, hope- I think it probably sort of that might be one that he leaves to the summer, just because you know we can sort of hobble along with uh you know with sort of just makeshift left backs but i think you know between between cedric and you know saka We've got Maitland Maitland Niles Niles and and yeah. probably callum chambers if if push comes to shove mm. uh you know we could probably just about get through to the end of the season 
you try uh, every now and then. I think at left back. Jacker at left back. That would be yeah. Didn't he? Wasn't it? Was it Emery or Jack? I think it was Emery who tried Jacker at left back. I think. Yeah, yeah. Every now and then, yeah, he he gets sort of pushed. But I, I think Arteta's also tried him in the uh, uh, in the sort of back three. You yeah, know, as part of the, the the back three, he's also sort of popped up there. Um, not something you want to have to rely on every week. <laughs> but uh, yeah. If it comes down to it, maybe maybe he can do a job. But like I said, I think we got we got enough players that can that can play a a decent enough game at left back when they have to hmm. to get through to the end of the season. Then he'll probably probably bring in like another young uh, kind of you know I, well that would that would seem the you know the move to you know kind of a, a, a an understudy to Kieran Tierney. You'd have thought hmm. like a uh, lot of. Uh discourse, Arsenal uh, fan discourse, there's a lot of uh, uproar over, um, is it F- Falorin Balogun? Balogun, yeah. Balogun, and uh, he's going to be apparently, I tell you, rumours of uh, him going to be sold in the summer and, and no one likes Nketiah now. Everyone's like, nah, he's shit, shit, mate. He's not very good. They want, um, they don't want Nketiah. They want Nketiah to go now. And um, mm. Mm. I don't know, yeah, it, it, it He's Eddie Nketi has had a bit of a bit of a raw deal. I think the games he's played in, he hasn't. Yeah, there hasn't been great service to him. Um, he's you know he's kind of been hung out to dry a little bit. I think um, that Faller and Balogun does look like a, a, a good player, and I, there's still talk of him signing a new contract because his current deal is up in the summer. So I think yeah, mm. there is at the moment it looks as though he could be let go, but. I don't know. Yeah, he, he might end up signing a, a new contract, but I, yeah, I, I, I think it's harsh to say that. Yeah, <coughs> Eddie and Ketty is not uh, not good, or you know, letting the team down or whatever. Yeah, but um, like we know, he's got the quality. He's England under twenty one record goal scorer, isn't he? So it, it's yeah. he's he's clearly got it. It's just like I said, I think he's been playing with uh, kind of one arm tied behind his back, so to speak. I mean, it's not like yeah. it's not like Aubameyang has been flourishing until you know very recently. It's not Aubameyang's had the same problem, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the thing. It's like, uh, what are we going to do when uh, next season? We have to. I think at some point you have to uh, sort of acknowledge that maybe Aubameyang may not be um, high scoring form anymore, and you're proud to try and find someone to replace him. Yeah, dare I say? Maybe. And uh, you know, maybe we should have uh, banked on it in the summer. Just like, yeah, maybe we should have like <laughs> sold him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I mean, it it could it could just be that this is a you know this this whole thing has been a dip. It's been a bad year for him or whatever. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, it it. it <laughs> You do, I do agree that yeah, you start to wonder if yeah, if he's not banging them in like he was before, it's kind of like okay, well, we need someone to be doing that because if we're not, if we're not scoring the goals, what the fuck else do we have? You know, we we need to we're we're Arsenal for Christ's sake, you know, we're a creative team. We need to have a guy, we need to have an outlet, we need to have a guy that is scoring goals regularly and you know, competing for the golden boot every season and so forth. So yeah. Maybe maybe he's got to make way for someone else, but I, I don't know. That might be a bit premature. Some people will find that absolutely sacrilegious that we're even talking about it, to be honest. Yeah. 
I mean, the only, I've just looked now, and the only sort of uh, rumours I've seen are Ryan Bertrand from Southampton, of all, of all teams, uh, Ryan Bertrand hmm. uh, from Southampton, possibly. But uh, again, you know, just Southampton is uh, just a, uh, a lot of Southampton players coming in now. Well, I say one. Well, so, I, yeah, I wouldn't say now. I mean, it's this kind of as old as time, isn't it? Players coming from Southampton, you know, they, they've always been, for want of a better term, a, a selling club. You know, they they kind of players kind of uh, cut their teeth in the Premier League at Southampton before moving on to to bigger clubs, don't they? That's just always the the way it's it's been. Should we uh, talk about? Uh... Frank Lampard getting sacked from Chelsea. That was yeah, that was another thing I was going to say from last week that we we were talking about, you know, how much time he had left and it was less than we thought, you know, it, it you know, even though they won in the cup, um they yeah, they they sacked him uh on on Monday and today it's been announced and confirmed that yeah, that uh, yeah, Thomas Tuchel is is uh, taken over. Yes. That's the only thing I predicted right on the last week's episode was uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's true actually. Yeah, you did mention him and said that he was sort of someone that had been someone that had been mentioned and could come in and I yeah, I believe I said he's he's one of the few that hasn't already been on that Chelsea merry-go-round, so it's about yeah. his time. Yeah. But um yeah, I was just I was just uh it's quite funny the uh, whole um Timo Werner situation. The uh, Chelsea fans or the uh... sorry to cut across you there, Lawrence. We've got some breaking uh-oh, news. Uh oh, uh oh, what's happening? Our, uh, our 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 boy, our beautiful son, Saka. Uh, Bakayo Bakayo Oli Lawrence Saka Junior. Uh, has scored. Yeah, in the, not an own goal. Please, no. It looks uh, the, no, it's it's, uh. it's the the good kind of goal, the one we like. Good. Um, good. Now, because this is this is coming through to me on the BBC Sport website, it's probably not. It, I mean, this is on thirty-eight minutes, so we're probably not going to get a description or any more information about the goal until mm, half time, I would say. Um, but it looks as though I mean, I'm, I'm confirming it with the uh, the Premier League app. It's on there. Yeah, Kai Saka assist by Alex Lacazette. Um, wow. Okay, game on. Game's on, mate. Game's on. But yeah, Game on. as I was saying, the whole uh, last I remember last year, Chelsea fans uh, calling our Nicholas uh, a flop, and uh, well, I'm going to give a taste of their own medicine and say, well, Timo Werner's a flop. Ha-ha. It's, I mean, yeah, it's it's hard to, I mean, it's hard to see it as anything else, you know. I, I mean, it, it, based on the criteria that they that they were applying to Pepe, I mean. You can't call him anything else, really, can you? I mean, he it, it, it yeah. is it, failing to score a penalty against Luton in the cup when they were already winning. I mean, yeah. it's. I mean, it is a shame because he he did look really good at the start of the season. I was quite impressed in whichever was it against Saints that he scored those couple of goals. Like there was one game at the start, of the, like near the start of the season, where he looked really good. Like his movement off the ball was was really impressive, getting himself into positions to to score. Um, but yeah, he just can't finish for for shit, and it it does seem more and more insane the amount of money they spent for him compared to <laughs> compared to how good Tammy Abraham and Olivier Giroud are. You know, they've got 
two very good strikers already. And then they brought in this guy who's, you know, supposedly going to be their, their number one, possibly one of the best in the league. People were talking about him as a, you know, a title winner for them. Um, Bingo cards then, out. Uh, even Mark Goldbridge wanted uh, Timo Werner at Man United. And that's, wow, how, yeah, that's, that's how good everyone said he was. Even Goldbridge <laughs> wanted him at Man United. And that's saying something. Yeah. When, when I do remember that um, I was reading an article about Pepe uh, recently and they had a graphic. It was on the Sky Sports News website. And they had a graphic for, you know, how he, he's, I think Pepe's the fifth most expensive player uh, in, in Premier League history. And like the, so he's, he's the, the fifth most expensive one at 72 million. And then the fourth most expensive one is um, Van Dyke, Virgil Van Dyke, who was seventy-five million, and then all the top three players were were Man United players. It was, it was yeah. Harry Maguire Pogba, for like eighty million, Lukaku. Pogba for ninety million, and then Lukaku was a hundred million or something ridiculous. So is it? Yeah, it's more the better part of three hundred million pounds on those three players uh, spent by Man United. Yeah, if you're gonna, if yeah. Oh, it looks like we've got a oh penalty appeal, but it's been checked by VAR and nothing's given. Bollocks. You know, if you sp- like Lacazette was fouled in the box. Damn, damn. If you uh, if you spend you know enough ninety million plus on players, eventually you'll be top of the league. Eventually, I mean, I mean, I yeah. watched. Uh, what are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do is spend five years uh, buying a billion players. pounds on players. Yeah, by buying every single player for one hundred million pounds, and eventually, um, you know, you'll be top of the league for a few weeks. So it, it's it's all working out just exactly as they planned, you know. And uh, trust the process. Yeah, Ollie's at the wheel. <laughs> I was watching the um, the uh, the uh, uh, Man United Liverpool game on the on Sunday, I think. Yeah, Sunday, and uh, yeah. Oh man, they're gonna. Just, they're just too good, man. They're just, you know, they really just dis- yeah. dismantled that Liverpool team. It's not like they're having to play with second string defence and, um, you know, every, every, like. Yeah, it's not like, yeah, Liverpool have had to play yeah. a, a, an insane number of matches um, <clears throat> as well as, like you said, with, you know, with a, with a threadbare defence for months at this point. Um. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a fair reflection of of how things are, um, in terms of those those two teams and, and where they're at. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's eventually. I don't know. Yeah, it, it eventually it's all the wheels are going to fall off for United. But at the moment, um, you know, we're going to congratulate them again for for winning the league. Yep. Congrats and and the FA Cup they're they're gonna win that probably. Oh and the, yes of course they've won the FA Cup. We're not gonna win it this year unfortunately not our year. Um you know we we're too busy focusing on finishing sixth. S- tenth. Uh, we're gonna be tenth. Yeah. Set in stone. <laughs> yeah that is that's another weird thing where like I, I saw uh, Paul Merson saying that Arteta should have started like you know he should have basically used a stronger lineup to start with against Saints because the Arsenal should go on like you know go for it in the cup because they're not going to get his logic was they're not going to get into the top 4 unless they go on one of the one of the greatest runs in Premier League history 
and it, there's seven points between tenth yeah. and fourth at the moment in the league. <laughs> like what? Like like teams are dropping points left and right. There's so many games left, and he thinks that seven points is a just an insurmountable task for any team. Like that's that's insane. Like it's ten points between eighth and second right now. Or let me. It's, it's, yeah, it's still up for grabs, mate, this league. It's, it's hopefully it'll be a, an, a bit more of a bums on seats currently and, uh, season, uh, hmm. you know, right now. Um, but Man City, I don't know. I start to think they might run away with it after a while. They, they seem to have picked up form and, um, yeah. Yeah. Just as, just as Liverpool have been dropping form, um, City seem to have picked up. And I mean, they're already, as we as we record this, they're already three 0 up against West Brom. Um, Just a you know, true not, mark of greatness. Is I was going to say, not that you know, not that fucking caning West Brom is an indicator of much. I mean, we we did it. But, Guardiola um, has to pass the Allardyce exam you know, first. He is to. But they, it they, it doesn't seem as though they're playing with a particular. Looking at the scorers, I mean, it's it's Gundogan and Cancelo. I think are their their two scorers. I don't think. That, I mean. It, you know they're managing to do that without a lot of their uh, you know top tier players. I mean, again, you know Sergio Aguero. Sergio Aguero has been so unlucky this season. I feel bad for him. You know he was he had to isolate because I think he, didn't he come into contact with someone that had COVID and now he's been hmm. tested positive for it. So it, it's yeah. Poor I, was, guy. I was really rooting for Cheltenham. I will say I was rooting, kind of rooting for Cheltenham. I was I saw a bit of. Um, Second half, Cheltenham v Man City it was on Saturday. I was like, they what? They went one 0 up, Cheltenham. I was like, come on, Cheltenham, come on! It's like, but they started. Yeah. They started bringing on the big guns, and then all of a sudden, it was like two goals in like a minute or. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's cruel the way that happens, isn't it? In the FA, because that uh, did Spurs have that as well? Like they they suddenly scored like a load of goals very late in the match, and it's just like ah, oh, it yeah. almost you know. It was almost perfect. Yeah, yeah. But um, well, are, are, are Spurs still title contenders, mate? Are they still? Are we still? I haven't seen a lot of the discourse. Tottenham now what, in sixth, but they still got a couple of games to um, yeah, But um, yeah. I mean, it. it yeah, it, it's. It's like we've been saying. It, it, the, there is such such fine margins. You know, there's there's so little to choose from uh, between a lot of these teams. Man City, incidentally, now a four nil up. Uh, Riyad Mahrez has just got one, so it's yeah, uh, yeah. Sorry, Sam. Uh, I think you're going back, back <laughs> to the gonna, championship. They're not going to stick with him, surely. They're probably. I've, I just I can't take their stick, but this remaining half of the season, like they'll probably sack him again. Let's... I did, yeah. I mean, I don't. I I don't see him. I don't see him getting them promoted back to the Premiership once they get relegated. I think he's he's been brought in as you know it's a mercenary job, isn't it? He's yeah. been brought in to try and keep them up for this season, um, and then they probably sack him and then rebuild with a new manager over the summer. You would have thought, yeah. yeah. But I'm, but, um, I'm saying more like he'd be sacked. Like, well, I suppose it's against Manchester City, so they'll probably let it slide. But it's like you know getting um. Getting fresh. Unless it gets, yeah. I mean, unless it gets really embarrassing because it, it's four nil already. I mean, it, you know, 
last season, Leicester beat Saints 9-0. I mean, City could well do that. Can I mean, it, it's, uh, yeah. Yes. Um, that's the thing. Uh, football, funny old game. Funny. Small boys in mm. the park. Uh, jumpers for goalposts. Small boys in the park. Game of two halves. Game of two halves. Uh, Manchester United, Blackburn Rovers. Um, Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, Giggsy, you know, Giggsy. isn't it? Gig- Ryan Giggs. Is, Giggsy is, Wiggsy. Is Ryan Giggs the new George Best, or is George Best the old Ryan Giggs? Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, half time in both those matches now. Um, this thing on the BBC Sport website says Arsenal have not not yet won a Premier League away match from a losing position under Mikel Arteta. I love who is at um, BBC who's always coming up with these crazy stats like Arsenal have scored the most goals in. 15 minutes while being a goal down yeah. while the you know <laughs> with 11 well, while players while the moon was in the second while, house yeah while Mercury was in retrograde on uh, a on a Tuesday post-war since 1957 yeah yeah it's, it's stats are, I mean so many stats just I sound s- like absolute gibberish yeah, when you I, I think they have like uh, just a, a a little um you know they have like a dartboard of different um teams stats sense and pick random date. Yeah. Arsenal haven't scored I mean, three goals since 1972. I don't know. Yeah. It, it like it, I mean even this is sort of because you know they they say that Arsenal haven't won a Premier League away match from a losing position under Mikel Arteta but the most recent occasion on which they achieved that was under Freddie Lundberg when they beat West Ham 3-1 in December yeah. 2019. So more or less, that was one of the last matches before Arteta joined. I mean, that's not that long ago. Yeah. Like they're making it sound like it's, you know, they haven't done it ever. In actual fact, it's just been, you know, over so- just over a year since they last did it. Statistics, uh, they can be interpreted in many ways. Yeah, there's uh, you can use statistics to prove anything. Yeah, what 40% in, of all people know that one in three who follow me on Twitter are uh, really cool. Like, if you follow me, 80% <laughs> chance you'll get a girlfriend because people think you're cool. Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah, they will. Um, Yes. Was there any other football news now that we're just now that we're at half time? Um, so we covered Arsenal's. Well, uh, I was just going to say Socrates is gone to Olympiacos, and that's yes. And it looks like Mustafi might be next. I think we said this last week, but um, it does look like yeah. Hopefully he, they can uh, move him on. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, while we're talking about former Arsenal players, uh, Jack Wilshere scored tonight for, uh, yeah. for, for Bournemouth in the FA Cup. Um, yeah, yeah uh, against Crawley Town. Um, yeah, they won, they won 2-1 in the end. Um, so, yeah, good to see him. Because he's been training with the club for the last few months. Uh, he signed on like a short-term deal, I think, to the end of the season. Um, so, I think, yeah, many playing in the championship for Bournemouth might be a good thing for him. You know, it could kind of, yeah. he might have a sort of a, a, a nice little resurgence in his career late on. 
if he can stay fit, and that is a bit that's always a big if with Jack Wilshire, but if he's managed to put all those sort of, you know, recurrent injury problems behind him, uh yeah. Yeah, this this could be a good thing for him. He looks positive, so uh, glad that he's glad that he's playing again. Uh, glad to see him scoring. Um, just, yeah, shame that it didn't work out at Arsenal for him, but there you go. Yeah, it's one of those things where I like. I don't like to do this to myself. Where I look at the Arsenal lineup from like 2012, 20 or twenty fourteen, fifteen with uh, people like Wilshire, just like Ramsey, yeah. Wilshire. With Arteta Cazola. and Cazola, I'm just like, oh god, yeah, oh, yeah. What, 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 what happened? <laughs> yeah, just like, like that that meme. I feel like pure shit. Just want him back. It's just yeah. yeah, picture of picture of the lineup from like 2013, 2014. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, Sanchez. But it's, that's the problem. You, Giroud, it's like. Uh, it, it's like watching an old episode of Top of the Pops, you know. Yeah. Like it, it's, oh, yeah. You look back, if you know, you think like, oh man, there was lots of great music in the in the seventies, you know. Like, there's so many great, you know, they invented disco and punk and post punk within the same decade, and you know, uh, hard rock and heavy metal and dance music and all this stuff, you know, came out of music in the seventies. Great, amazing great time. And then, uh, yeah, it's like you know you. You only think about the good stuff. Then you watch like any random episode of Top of the Pops from the seventies, and it's uh, all just cack. Yeah, like it's the worst shit you've ever heard in your life. Like you maybe get like one like Thin Lizzy song or something yeah. if you're lucky. Other than that, it's just like all this just shite like novelty pop and uh, just kind of you know kind of songs. Yeah, like just pants yeah, people soft kind of ballads and lame kind of like you know just incredibly white just unbelievably white uh kind of like you know sub bass city rollers kind of crap like it, it's yeah so it, i think it, it, there is you know it wasn't all it, <laughs> oh, i like that song it wasn't it wasn't all great you know even even back then you think like in that era that was when you know who do we sign back then um uh, I mean, Bentner was Liam, still there. Oh, are you talking about? I thought you were about the seventies. I was going to say Liam Brady, the only, the only, no, no, I was, I was, the only former <laughs> Arsenal guy who actually has been right about Özil. Damn it, hasn't just tried to be like, oh, he was a great player, he's great shame. No, he, he was, he was very. I, mm. I can't remember the exact quote. I'll paraphrase, but it was just kind of like, oh, he had a couple of good games, but then he just went back to being a, you know, being his usual. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, I saw yeah, I saw someone on Twitter, like an Arsenal fan, post like a, a bunch of pictures of like Özil uh, like celebrating with Arsene Wenger, and it was like he'll forever be Wenger's man. And I was just like, I, yeah, like what? <laughs> I mean, neither of them are at the club anymore, mm. so yeah, I get like what, what? Like what does that mean? Like it's like you know, like yeah, yeah, he knew <laughs> Arsene Wenger knew. It's like, yeah, and he got sacked for it. Like, you know, like it was sticking by players like Ozil that got him sacked in the end. <laughs> like, that was why he had to leave. Loyalty is loyalty. It's a double-edged sword. That loyalty, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a shame that, uh, yeah, it's a shame that that's what loyalty. It's a shame about all these fake friends. You know, that's yeah. where loyalty gets Ty- you. Tired of fake friends. Find. Yeah. Ah uh, man, but um. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward. Uh, we got Odegaard coming in. Got uh, 
don't know. <laughs> mm. uh, some young players, Saka, and I was uh, trying to think of like a, a, a an Odegaard related title for this episode, and I came up with a couple. I mean, what do you reckon of? Uh, well, like I said, at the moment, it, for me, it's, it's between Odegaardians of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, or fairly Odegaard parents. Od- yeah, if you want to appeal to like the mainstream normie crowd, you want to probably go with a Marvel movie. I think yeah. fairly odd parents is a bit too niche. You know, yeah, it feels. Od- I don't know. Yeah, it feels like a a long time ago, doesn't it? Fairly odd parents, but it, it that- probably wasn't. Yeah, that's the cartoon. I'm thinking of my parents are aliens. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, that was yeah. That was a fun show, from what I remember. Probably doesn't hold up at all. It's probably like one of those things that's like really offensive without even you, you know without you even realizing it. Like you go back and watch it, you're like, oh Christ, yeah, that's yeah. awful. It's like Friends. Um, it's like, oh my God, Chandler said the N word. Anyway, it's, yeah. <laughs> how how Could did I, I be any more of a? <laughs> he walks in wearing a clan outfit, and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> That episode where like Ross gets the fake tan, but he gets it on too much, and it just he just like walks in in full blackface. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, <laughs> uh, what was it? Um, yeah, what was it? Oh, uh, oh, 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 oh! I can't think of it. Oh, it's gone now. It's gone. It's gone. Damn it! Uh, Monica, Monica would be such a Karen. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. You no, know? I if say it was, if it was now. I think uh, yeah, she she yeah. Rachel would be the ultimate. She would be like, I like to speak with your manager, sir. Yeah, and, and um, I think canonically her middle name is even Karen, isn't it? I, I, I well, Ross's Ross's ex wife was was called Karen, right? But no, was it oh, Susan? Susan, who was Susan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Carol and Susan. Never mind. Forget that. Car- yeah, that's it. Carol. That was. Yeah, I was, was thinking uh, Karen. His, Damn. His lesbian wife, and isn't yeah. that funny? It's <laughs> funny that his wife <laughs> is gay. <laughs> um, <laughs> very, very good stuff. Lovely stuff from uh, from Friends. That's another like Friends is incredibly depressing to watch. Like the first season of because you realize that like Ross is the oldest character and he's twenty eight in the first season of Friends. <laughs> I think wasn't um, Courtney Cox the oldest one? She was. Older than I think she was like in her thirties when they did Friends. I think maybe I yeah, I'm talking about the characters. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I think yeah. Well, I, yeah, the character of Ross is supposed to be 28 right. in the first season of Friends, okay. um, which is horrifying. Um, but yeah, I think Courtney Cox or maybe Lisa Kudrow. I think Lisa Kudrow was slightly older than. Hmm. The, the rest of the cast in a it, not you know not in like a she's old way, but in like a. Uh, a Jerry Halliwell and to the rest of the Spice Girls. Yeah. That is wild that like the media just <laughs> like the media in this country and like around the world, like gave Jerry Halliwell so much shit for being like, I don't know, like three years older than the rest <laughs> of the Spice Girls. Yeah. Like you have someone like Victoria Beckham who, what did she do in the band? She had like maybe one line per song. Yeah. <laughs> that was about it. She just turned up, turned up for uh, Recording just one line of song, probably had to do several takes as well. Yeah, it's like, yeah, Joe Howard Demet, she's carried that band. Although I'm more of um, 
I like Mel C. I don't know about you, but uh... I think Mel C. Yeah, she probably had the best voice. I think yeah. Uh, she. Yeah, she was the. I think that's that sort of uh, like commonly agreed that I think she was the she was the one in the band that could actually sing. You know, she was like the one that could sing the best. Although I, I, Mel B. Mel B was fun. You know, she had a she had a lot of, uh, a lot of personality. You yeah. know, I, I, I like Mel B. Um, I, I yeah. I, I will always, Spice Girls gang, check them out. I'll always be a Mel C stan because I remember on Buzzcocks when she made Amst- Simon Anstel shut up for a change. It was hilarious. That was funny, <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. She like she turned it back on him, and he like got kind of <laughs> he like visibly kind of got like clammed up. That was that was funny when he was like, he was "Do like- you put condoms on a man?" And she was like, "Do you?" <laughs> <laughs> Funny, funny stuff. That was great. Yeah, uh, yeah. He would never be. Um, what's his name? Uh, Mark Lamar. That guy was. Mark was, Lamar sounds like the more I hear about Mark Lamar, the more he sounds like a just like a dick. Like, yeah, that was the thing. That's why, because he was an asshole. <laughs> Whereas yeah. I think Abs- Dave Abster was just kind of like just trying to do what he did on Popwell, just make everyone extremely uncomfortable. Just, I thought that was pretty funny though. Uh, yeah, like, the, the it, fact, when like, it was like yeah. someone like Donny Tourette. Oh, that was that was brilliant. That was the like best. that was that's such an amazing episode of television. Like Donny Tourette, just what an absolute like cool guy. I remember legend. I remember like Lad. hearing about the the Towers of London, like his band yeah. through Kerrang magazine. Because yeah. at that point, I was you know still a teenager and I, I had a subscription to Kerrang. And there was like a a one page article about them and. Obviously, there was a photo, and I was just like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing and reading. I was just like, this is like, because at that point, that, that must have been like 2005, 2006. And I, I was just like, this, I, how do they think that this is cool now? Like, th- this would have been, this would have been hacky back in the late 80s. Like, this, this would have been, this would have been shitty and hackneyed 20 years ago. But they're doing it now in, you know, we got iPods and shit, motherfucker. Like, what are you doing? Um, Just the most try hard, like, in the article, I remember them saying, like, one of them, like, one of the members of the band, like, pissed in a bin. One of them, uh, it was a show, I can't remember which channel, but they had, like, a reality show around the band. And there's yeah. a bit where they're sort of hanging out in a high street, and I think some it was a homeless man or something. Someone he was very either high or drunk. He comes up to them, and one of the members of the band he gets his like metal belt wherever he's got, starts hitting the guy, starts chasing yeah. him around and attacking him. Is this is on camera? Like Jesus Christ! Yeah, that was that was a big part of their their thing. Like they they definitely wanted a reputation for like uh, getting in fights. Yeah. Um. Because that's something that would come up a lot. I feel like in the press, where it's like, yeah, they like they'd get in fights, and they would t- again, like you look at a picture of any of the members of the band, and you're like, you are not fighting anyone. You, you weigh like seventy five pounds, like that. Like you are not fighting anybody. Uh, those were days of uh, really tight jeans. Where every, every every anyone who was in a band had to have extremely tight trousers on. Like, yeah, you had to have tight tight jeans and like um all of your hair had to be like over to one side of your head. They actually had like, the, they literally every, had the uh Karen hairstyle. The uh Yeah, yeah, it was a proto Karen <laughs> hairstyle. Um 
Yeah, back in those days, yeah, 2006, 2007, you had to have, like, all of your hair, like, pushed over to one side of your head, almost like a comb, so that it basically looked like a comb over. And your um, band had to be called, cool. like, the Jingly Janglies or something, the Jingle... The yeah, if you were an something. indie band, you had to be called like the yeah the 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 dingy dang dong bats. Yeah, and if you were like a metal band or an emo <laughs> band, you had to be called uh, "And I Will Wait for You by the Ocean" or something. You know, it had to be like a full sentence. Like I'm that. going to die. That new metal yeah. band. <laughs> <laughs> but the the two is the number two. I'm going to die. It's double two big uh, two eyes like Roman numerals. Mm. Yeah, man, you remember Avenge Sevenfold? That shit sucked oh. ass. I've I don't think I've actually heard one song by uh, those sort. Yeah, people I, loved used to- that band, and it, some people still love that band. That mm. I just I couldn't ever. Again, it's like it, it, even when I was like a teenager and I was the target audience for it, I was just like, this is fucking so lame they are trying so fucking hard and bear in mind like i was a my chemical romance fan you know i had the fucking black parade jacket and all that mm. shit and even i thought that avenge sevenfold were trying too hard <laughs> it's like, like it's therapy now but I, I used to get called emo at school but i never really listened to many emo bands i was like yeah it's <laughs> I, I I don't know what you want. Kids are stupid, man. I don't know what you I, want, but like, yeah, kid, like, <laughs> I wait, just the one maybe that could be classed as emo, which was Alexis on Fire. That was it. That's the one yeah. band that I listened to. Everything else was like Incubus, Deftones, all the old seventies like Led Zeppelin, whoever the fuck. Mm. Like that's what I listened to. Wait, emo? Do you like uh my Chemical Romance? I was like, no, I don't actually. Yeah. I haven't actually. I didn't actually know any of their songs. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. I, school kids are stupid like that. I mean, it, you know, the, the emo didn't doesn't mean emo to them. You know, it's yeah. like it just it just meant that you I had, had like floppy fringe. Yeah, I mean, that fringe, didn't help. So that it. didn't help. It, I guess it's the same thing with like you know like the, do you remember it was like for a while it was like skaters that yeah, like skate yeah. culture was a big thing and it was like Skater it had. It had less than nothing, like less than nothing to do with skateboarding. Like it, it was so not influenced by actual skateboard culture. But for some reason, there was this thing of like, yeah, you're either a you're either a skater or you're a chav or whatever. Yeah. And it's I just did. like I, 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 I went around my skateboard two party system. Yeah, I went around my skateboard wearing tracky bottoms. I just blew everyone's mind with my. <laughs> Everybody hated you. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, everyone hates me. I was the yeah, the Ben Shapiro of my time. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. It, the, this, uh, this is what they want. This what is was what they want? All the uh, I don't know what you would call them, but in, in America they call them preppy people. They would always have the pink polo shirt with the collar oh, up. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. that was fashionable. Yeah, kind of preppy. Yeah, that kind of. Uh, I guess, yeah, I guess that, that kind of Kanye kind of co-opted that look, didn't he? Uh, around that time in the like the mid two thousands, with the, uh, the the famous famously the pink polo. Um, we're back underway, incidentally, uh, second half in both matches. Um, nothing to report from the looks of. It. I think Saints have had a, a chance. Uh, ooh, yeah, 
Slick move from Southampton. Stuart Armstrong is in acres of space as he tees up Theo Walcott. He catches it really well on the edge of the box, but straight at Burned Leno. Don't need any more goals by that traitor uh, yeah. Walcott. Thank you very Boo. much. <laughs> yeah, he's turned. Yeah. His hair. I mean, like, why can't, why do footballers always got to have that, that in the in the in the top knot like just let your it's, hair grow and let it flow let's have long hair again in football yeah it's odd especially when it's got like they got the like the top knot but it's they've got the undercut like they got like a buzz cut underneath the top knot that is a very weird look yeah it goes a bit too far where it's like yeah i don't i don't I've, that kind of top knot look is never looked good on anyone i don't think mm. um it, uh, yeah i think it's just, just i'm lucky i'm lucky in my my hair grows in a way that i can't do that with my hair mm. <laughs> it won't it don't it won't go I, uh, ever. I, I like i needed a haircut before this most recent lockdown and uh, now i'm just stuck with a a lockdown mullet basically mm. it's, it's kind of you know it's gone it's gone wild at the back. Um, yeah, very long. And uh, yeah, I just, just got to live with it now. It's Yeah, until I can get it cut again, uh, it's, uh, just, I'm just going to have to look like a Just get like a trimmer a and guy. go crazy, just buzz all your hair off. I, I, I do cut – that does appeal to me. The idea of just shaving all my hair off does appeal to me, but uh, my girlfriend would, would murder me, I think, if I did that. <laughs> Which probably not murder me. She'd just leave me, I think. Uh, which which wouldn't be too great either, to be honest. Um, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> no mind. Let's go make Cedric. A joke. Uh-oh, uh oh, what's happened? Cedric slips in behind for Emil Smith Rowe, uh, but uh, looks as though that that came to <clears> nothing. So, what were you gonna make a joke about? Yeah. Oh. My girlfriend, uh, she goes to a different school. <laughs> no, my um, girlfriend goes to a different podcast. You she don't goes know to her. a different podcast. You wouldn't know. Her. <laughs> it's a different podcast in in Canada, so you you she, wouldn't have heard of it. She she lives she lives in um, my head. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, my head is the name of the city in Canada that she lives in. By she the lives way. in. She lives in. Um, she, yeah. Someone on the BBC Sport uh, <laughs> website has just pointed out that Slavin Bilic's last match in charge was a, uh, a one-all draw with Man City, and uh, Sam Allardyce is currently losing 4-0 to them at home. So, yeah, that's uh, pretty hopefully, funny. Hopefully he's got his feet up with a cigar and just laughing and just like, <laughs> yeah, he'll get his a money. bunch of idiots, bunch of morons. Yeah, I mean, someone else is pointing out that he'll he'll probably quit before the end of the season, so he can keep saying he's never been relegated. That is the trick that all of those managers do, you know, like you know Tony Pulis and all of that. You know, the managers that have never been relegated, they just make sure that they get sacked before the team gets relegated, or that they or they just leave saying you know saying that they've fallen out with the board or they weren't you know they weren't being given the transfer resources they wanted or whatever. It's quite a quite a neat little scam to you know say that you've never been relegated. It's like, uh, it's like, uh, what's his name? It used to be president. Uh, Trump, you know. Oh, Donald Trump. Yeah, that guy. Um, remember him? Yeah. Uh, I was. I, I, I said Donald Trump is a joke. Uh, I just, I assumed that you were going to talk about like a. No, no, yeah. I was, that's like a much older president because no, you were no, struggling no. to remember their name. <laughs> that's, no, no, no. It's like, yeah. 
greatest uh, president ever. Yeah, I never had a thing, bad thing happen to me. I was great. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. You never had, yeah, never, never did anything bad, famously. Uh, you can't prove it. Um, Hector Bellerin fires it dangerously across. Oh. Well, I guess he didn't. That, that update has disappeared from my screen. So whatever it was, uh, didn't seem to happen. Um, oh, Pepe couldn't score from it. So there we go. Back to his old tricks. Um, I think, well, half time has already passed, but I think we've reached the, the stage in the podcast where we need to take a break. So we'll be back, uh, for the remainder of the, uh, the Saints match right after. The- <coughs> oh God. If I survive, we'll be back for the remainder of the Saints match right after this. Okay, and we're back, and uh, yeah, it looks as though whilst uh, we were taking that short break, uh, Man City have now gone 5-0 up against West Brom, uh, but all is not lost, uh, West Brom fans. Looks as though uh, Matty Phillips has come on for Robert Snodgrass, so any minute now, the comeback should be on for them. Yeah. Um, the score at the uh, St. Mary Stadium remains 2-1. Um, just taking a look, see if there's any any updates there. Uh, looks as though, yeah, uh, still two one. About thirty minutes to go there in Southampton. Um, so as we enter the final half hour of of that match, um, we might as well do some cultural appropriation as that's going on. What do you what do you reckon of that? Bitch. Yeah, yeah, okay, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. Okay, here we go. This is cultural appropriation time. And so this is cultural appropriation. It's the bit of the podcast where we uh, stop talking about football, although actually we're probably going to keep talking about football during this segment because there's football going on. Um, but, uh, yeah, we talk about things that we like uh, that you, the listener, may also like. Um, because we are the ultimate arbiters of what is good in culture. So, yes, Lawrence, what do you what do you got for us this week? Okay, well, I uh, had a bit of difficulty trying to find something, but um, I'll try and recommend a couple of uh, people I've been I listen to um, that I've been finding on Spotify. But uh, apart from the first one, which is Kurt Vile, I've listened to Kurt Vile since maybe twenty fifteen or sixteen, I think. Yeah, yeah. Been, it's probably one of my favorite. Because this thing, I hate to sound like all cliche, but I do kind of feel like there isn't like a any real guitar players these days. Sort of like they're very few, far between. Sort of like trying to find someone who's like a, a guitarist guy. In terms, of, yeah, in terms of a kind of what you'd call like a classic guitar hero. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's the it, it, it. Yeah, that sort of thing doesn't really exist too much but he's definitely he's definitely in that mold isn't he of like a you know like a kind of a a great songwriter but also just an amazing guitar player yeah and um when i was on me uh on me doing me rounds on spotify i found this um 
sort of they're very 80s uh, sounding but there's this band called uh, Airplay and if you've heard of uh, Dead. no all right well they're uh, it's a smart name yeah because <laughs> that's like airplayers in like on the radio but um exactly yeah yeah i'm just finding the name i think the band yeah they, they I think they only made one album it's just called airplay mm. from 1980 which i i found on spotify so i really enjoyed it it's you know it's um i don't know how, how to describe it just it's it's very 80s and um I, I I enjoyed it overall, and uh, hopefully any listeners out cool. there might might enjoy it as well. And uh, the thing I forgot to recommend last week was this uh, YouTube channel I found by a guy called uh, Rick Beato. Rick Beato. I was it B E A T O. Rick Beato. And uh, he runs a uh, uh, yeah Beato. He runs a. I think he's like he runs his own like uh, record. Uh, he has his own studio, recording studio, and he does. He has this like uh, thing on his channel where he looks at what makes this song great, and I quite enjoy it. Uh, <clears throat> he looks at all sort of old sort of nineties or eighties, seventies uh, rock songs mm. mostly, or um, he sort of he has all the tracks, all the individual tracks, and he sort of goes through it musically. Oh what, yeah, what, so what, sort of go through like the yeah. the stems as, as you as you yeah. as you all the on. sort of musical you know, the music theory is, is stuff and you know the the artists may not know realize what they were playing but they have like an instinct or an ear for certain mm-hmm. things and he's he's very good at breaking it all down and I, I really liked his channel I was very skeptical at first I was as what are these going to be these kind of but I watched it. I was like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes that's sometimes that stuff can be overly technical. You know, it kind of it sort yeah. of sucks the joy out of it a little bit sometimes. But yeah, if it, it's it's a fine line. You know, if the person's like like gets what makes it, it gets that there is like an element of just uh, magic, for want of a better word, that makes a song great beyond just the like the technical aspects of it, then it's fine. If it's someone that's trying to like deconstruct something into like a series of atoms yeah um then it's just kind of like oh man this is fucking tedious but it's it's good that yeah when you get someone like that that's able to kind of that does realize that there is just an element of like uh something otherworldly about what makes music great beyond just the technical aspects of it that's that's a good thing it's like he's just like like a producer guy i don't know whether he's I think he had a label at some point, but then it sort of um, went down, sort of. But and um, but yeah, he's uh, whatever. How much? I don't know how on earth he's 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 got like a one big studio, like lots of amps and guitars and all these things you can see in the background. And uh, yeah, but it's like sweet. He's so like, he's sitting there just casually, just showing how. Oh yeah, this is in this uh, in this scale or this mode or whatever. Then he's. Playing along, I think even like a Van Halen song is one of them that he did. I can't remember the name of oh, it. Sweet, he did one on Van Halen, but it's it's a lot of all the sort of nineties bands, a lot it's Nirvana, obviously, and yeah, things like that. And um, yeah, I re- I, re- quick, I re- quick update uh, from St Mary's. Uh, Gabrielle Martinelli has come on for Pepe. Uh, uh, yeah, we so I forgot to um, talk. I forgot to talk about uh, Martinelli. Yeah, he was sort of. Um, he had one opportunity where he got in, snuck was a was a quick little free kick, 
and mm. um, he sort of fluffed his fluffed his lines a bit, but that could be down to lack of thickness and I think, sharpness. And- I was going to say, yeah, I think that's that's just a little bit of rustiness. He's not been into many of those positions since he since he came back. I think, yeah, that it, he he was one of the few kind of bright sparks of that match um, for Arsenal. So it, it's yeah, good to see him. Good to see him back. Um, and it, yeah, I mean. It, be nice if he can, you know, cap it with a third one for Arsenal tonight after after coming on. You know, it'd be nice to see him get a goal again because he has been he's been threatening, and you can see he's working hard in the games that he has played. But um, yeah, oh, uh, Nicolas Pepe has incidentally been booked for taking too long to leave <laughs> the field. I thought I thought so. the whole thing there was you couldn't you had to just if you're on the like the far side you walk off that side now. I thought that was part of yeah. Sense. Um. Yeah. So, Lord knows what uh, what he was doing, what he was trying to do there. I mean, I, I, there's still 20 minutes of the match left. I don't know why he's trying to time waste. Um, yeah. Come on, Nicholas. Don't stop letting me down. Right. I'm trying to defend you. You keep doing things. Yeah. <clears throat> it's it's the abuser mindset. You know, he doesn't he doesn't care how many times yeah. he hurts you. Hmm. You know, he knows yeah. he can keep getting away with it because you let him. <sighs> You're right. You got to break this cycle, man. He's no good yeah. for you. Uh, <laughs> You're right. But um, You're right. what? Uh, just going back to Kurt Vile. So you're, you're recommending Kurt Vile as an artist? Is there any? Yeah. Is there like a starting point you want to recommend for um, others if they maybe don't know him? Uh, what's it called? A uh, walking on a. I think it's called walking on a pretty. Walking on a pretty days. Yeah. And uh, his latest, what, what's that? Because the the song the song on the album is different from the album, is it? Like it, it's the the song at the start of the album is called "Waking on a Pretty Days." Yeah. So think. the album is and called the called "Walking on a Pretty Day." The album is called "Waking on a Pretty Days." That's it. And, and then, then the I song think- is uh, "Walking on a Pretty Day" or something. They're they're slightly different, I think. Or have I just made that up? Waking on a pretty day. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah. Walking yeah. and waking. So, but yeah. It's a lot of, it's very psychedelic, but with a mix of hard rock as well. And uh, yeah, it's really, I just love it. They're just basing out, love it, just where chilling, just listening to. Uh, he's got a, yeah, he's got a, a cool, Cool voice, a real kind of sort of laid back kind of drawl of a voice. It's oh, I love that. Um, it's free one. Oh, hopefully. Oh, I haven't got that update yet. It's our boy Lacazette. Oh yeah, here we go. Lacazette. Lacazette. Lacka Lacka. Lacka. Um. I yeah, I was going to say I, I really love that uh, that record that he did a couple of years ago with Courtney Barnett. Um, actually, yeah, we, you know, we're talking about the lack of guitar heroes. It's probably it's those two are like the two main ones, right? Because she's yeah. a fantastic um, guitarist. I, she blows me away every time I see her. Um, in terms of, I mean, again, just a fabulous songwriter, but um, just on a technical level, what she's doing uh, playing the guitar, it's just sort of it seems deceptively simple. Like what she's doing is actually very. Uh, and I'm sure to her, it's probably, it's one of those things where it's like, she's probably just learned to play the guitar that way. And it's, she's just always 
you know, grown up and doesn't know how to play it any other way. But if you try and teach someone to play like that, it would be very, very difficult. Um, but yeah, that, that album that they did together, um, is it a whole lot of sea lice, I think it's called, um, is, is also great. That's, that's a, that's a really great, um, album to, to check out if you're a fan of either or both of those artists, Courtney Barnett and, um, and Kurt Vile. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Sorry, I, I didn't see you drinking there. So I was too busy. Yeah. Sorry, I did. Yeah, I was too I, focusing I on the game. I got, I got, did the serious <laughs> and quiet. I was like, damn, this is crunch time. Free one up. <coughs> yeah. Um, oh, there we go. Yeah. So it's Cedric. Cedric plays diagonal ball over to Bakayo Saka. Tees up Lacazette with a first time cross and striker puts it in from a yard out. And, oh, yeah. The back post. Brilliant. Brilliant. Here we come, lads. Season's on. Season's on. Here we come, Goldbridge. We're coming for your ass. Yeah. Gold bitch. Gold bitch. Um, so that's, Did you say, uh, yeah, that, uh, I mean. I'll, just quickly, sorry. Did you say that he uh, posted a lyric from a feeder song? <laughs> Did he? Yeah. What was it, Buck Rogers? No, it was the um, just the way Drink I'm feeling. Cider from a lemon, 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 lemon. There's uh, just the way I'm feeling. That one where it's like, oh, uh, what's the, what's the lines? Uh, I I even I, faved it. I even faved it. Damn it! Damn it! What was I mean, it? it's I I quite like Feeder. Feeder were my first uh, first concert. That was the first gig I went to um, when I was about. 13 i think um and it was they were touring that album that's got just the way i'm feeling on it because it was yeah. the the first album they made after their drummer died um but yeah that is it's not yeah. like and on, i feel i'm going now. down 10 feet below the 10 ground feet below the ground i'm waiting for your healing hand one touch could bring me round yeah damn Goldridge, that's deep yeah <sighs> I noticed that he did. He's been posting this week about um, like mental health and stuff as well, which is like, I mean, that's you know, that's not funny in and of itself. I mean, you know, if he's trying to if he's trying to help people, that's that's a good thing. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make fun of him for that just because uh, you know, just because he's a Man United fan. But that coupled with the feeder lyric is <laughs> that that is a bit funny. That that's is, like you know, that's. Makes me wonder if, like, is his is his wife leaving him, or like, what, like, what's going on there? Like, <laughs> that's like the the I've seen online lately is um people talking about uh you you talk to them about trauma and their example of trauma is like I got they got, they spelt my name wrong at Starbucks. Oh yeah, yeah. I saw a, yeah a really funny tweet by someone that said like yeah it's like white people talk about trauma and it's just like when I got diagnosed with asthma or something and it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then like all the replies because it's Twitter obviously all the replies to that tweet are just uh, insane just absolute psycho people being like yeah. okay well my trauma was actually like you know my dad abused me and put me in the hospital but okay whatever make fun of trauma it's just like that is not that's not what they're doing and that's not the point and that's not the joke and nobody's saying that it's funny that you got beat up by your dad or whatever. Like, it's just, yeah. Yes. Finding a way to make it all about them. It, uh, yeah. Which is the very essence of being online, isn't it? Ultimately, yeah. that's that's what we're all here to do. I mean, you know, we're, I just, we're literally yeah. recording a podcast right now. We're recording ourselves talking. 
hoping that other people listen to it. So it, it's, you know. I've never felt the need to express my opinions. Uh, you know, I know I run a podcast. <laughs> I've never felt the need to tell people what I think all the time. Uh, mm. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, couldn't be me. Couldn't be yeah. me. Like, what an ego you have that you think your opinion is somehow the most important opinion Yeah. Ever. What kind of wanker would you have to be? God, um, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, looks like a couple more substitutions. I think Danny Ings and Shea Adams have gone off for Saints. And Thomas Partey has gone off for Arsenal, saying he's picked up a knock. Oh, like it no. might be cramp. So hopefully that's all it is. Hopefully he's not injured again. But uh, Mohamed Elneny is on to replace him um, for the last quarter of an hour or so. Hopefully they can, yeah. Hopefully they can see it out. Um, so for my cultural appropriation, recommend. Uh, you didn't have anything else, did you? No, that was it. No. No. Um, my cultural appropriation. I'll, I'll recommend. Uh, so a, a TV series that's that's just come out. I mean, it, it's one of those things where it's uh, on the Channel Four uh, on demand player. What's it called? Is it all four now? It used to be yeah. four OD, but. Yeah, all four. Um, all the episodes are available on that. I think otherwise it's airing weekly on Friday nights on Channel 4, I think. Um, it's a Sin, uh, the uh, the new miniseries by Russell T. Davis um, about uh, the uh, – well, it's, it, it's set in the, the early 80s as a group of friends in, uh, in, in London in the, like the gay scene and um, how the AIDS crisis affects all of them. Um, and it's, I watched it all. I mean, it's, it's a, like I said, it's a mini series, five episodes, watched it all in, in one evening. And, um, I was absolutely floored by how good it was. It, it, it's, <laughs> I'm, I'm aware of how stupid it is to describe TV, you know, to describe a, you know, a telly show as like, you know, life changing or life affirming or, or important but this really feels like it 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 needs to be seen it's just on the one hand you know it, it's it's making an incredibly important point and it is weirdly timely about you know the, the you know the aids crisis in uh, in the 80s you know there was this mysterious new illness that was killing a lot of people nobody really knew anything about it and some people were just willingly ignoring it um you know you know just sort of <laughs> contracting it through their own willful ignorance in some cases um but it, yeah it's it's you know it's, it's odd that you know it comes at a time where we have a global pandemic and there's this illness that you know we know still know very little about and luckily we we now have you know there's been enough research and stuff done on it that we have a vaccine um i mean you wonder if this type of action had been taken in the early 80s um rather than it being literally swept under the rug um you know just, you know governments around the world just um intentionally turning their backs on hundreds of thousands of people that were that were dying and suffering with this illness um but uh, yeah if they'd actually taken some action against it maybe um a lot of those people you know uh, well <laughs> i say maybe almost certainly a lot of those people would still be alive today um, but it, it's, uh, yeah, it, it, so it, on the one hand, it's, it's making an incredibly kind of important point and how recent that history was as well. Um, and then on the other hand, it's just on a technical level, it's just an amazingly well-made piece, well piece of television. 
Um, the the characters are incredibly well realized. I I was worried. I was worried going into it because I'd seen a little bit of the marketing for it, and I was I I was scared that it was going to be like a skins type show. Um, because I fucking hated skins. It just seemed like a you know self indulgent kind of teen thing of like ah oh, yeah teens they're partying they're going crazy yeah. but they're also sad <laughs> you know like it's like you know, it just, it, but it's you know after the first couple of minutes i was just like no okay this is clearly this is clearly not that um all of the characters are like i said brilliantly realized they're all they all feel like real people that you know they've got their own uh quirks and flaws and idiosyncrasies and all of that um the cut, you know, amazingly well cast, all of them as well. You know, the acting in it is is superb. The main guy in it is the the dude from uh, Years and Years, Ollie Alexander, who is pretty well cast because his character is kind of like a silly uh, Tory theatre boy. <laughs> you know, he's like a theatre kid that also kind of is you know quite Tory. He comes from the Isle of Wight, and I, you know, I don't. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm projecting. Obviously, I'm judging, but. That guy, Ollie Alexander, seems like exactly that type of guy. You know, he's you know, he's in he's in a pop band, and he's a you know he's a and he's an actor. He, I, yeah, that it strikes me as that he's that type of guy. So he's very well cast, and there's um, kind of you know small supporting roles from people like Neil Patrick Harris, who's very good in it. Stephen Fry, um, Keely Hawes uh, pops up as, uh, as as the mum of one of the characters. It, yeah, you got some. Um, to, but the, the, they're kind of they are in it sort of fairly fleetingly. The real stars are like the the main cast of of young friends in it, um, and it's yeah such an incredibly sobering, but also like I said, kind of powerfully life affirming uh, piece of television. Um, it's I know it's it's early, you know we're still in January, but I, this this is a contender for probably one of the best TV series of the year, I, I would say. Um, so it, I, I implore you to to check it out because, like I said, it does – it feels important. It feels like people should see this because um, it, it's a very, a very, very timely and just, a, like I said, incredibly well-made on top of that. Um, amazing. Yeah, Russell T. Davis also, you know, <laughs> looking back on his previous credits, you know, I mean, he was responsible for, you know, for the um, – when the BBC relaunched Doctor Who in the mid-2000s, but – like it's just wild to think that like Russell T Davis went from writing for kids TV like he started out in kids TV like he wrote episodes of Chucklevision you know so this this guy went from writing for the Chuckle Brothers to creating like you know he to created me, queer to as folk to me to you to you exactly yeah RIP to um is it Barry I think Barry's the one that died it's yes. Paul Paul's the one that's that's left I think yeah uh, Barry RIP RIP Barry Chuckle um but yeah, so he went from you know writing for the Chuckle Brothers to creating Queer as Folk for Channel Four in the in the nineties, which was like you know I think that's that's sort of held up as you know that I, a lot of people hold that in very high regard as a quite an important piece of of queer television. Um, and then yeah, like I said, you know he's responsible for the relaunch of Doctor Who and all of the the associate spinoffs of that, and he's still he's still at it. So it, yeah, it, it props to Russell T Davis um, for for that. And the other thing I recommend is um, I recommend an artist called uh, Howell Doherty, aka Lydia Burrell. Uh, I think on, on Twitter he's known as Lydia Burrell, uh, but uh, he records under the name of Howell Doherty. Um, in particular, there's a great song of his called "Illegal," um, which has been stuck in my head for, for the last few days. Uh, which is a, it's he's one of those guys that sort of he, he's not 
he's a funny guy, but I would say he's not necessarily a comedian. He makes songs that are funny, but they're not necessarily comedy songs because comedy songs mostly are very bad. It's very difficult to do good comedy music. Um, but yeah, illegal is is a is a great song. Um, the chorus is is about uh, <laughs> let's make it illegal to be mean to me. Let's make it illegal to be mean to me. Um, so it's uh, yeah, that's that's a great um, a, a great song. There's a, a brilliant video as well. I can't remember the person that made it, but someone made a cool like animated video to go along with that as well. So check out uh, "Illegal" by by Hal Dordy um, if you if you get a chance. We're coming up to the last. Well, we're on 84 minutes according to the BBC website uh, of the uh, Arsenal Saints match. Um, looks as if, yeah, I mean we're still at three one. Saints are pushing though, from the looks of it, from what I see here. Um, we got any? There's no. I take it there's no Bigfoot news. Um, well, not exactly. Now there was something about Bigfoot that I was going to talk about, and now I've bloody gone and forgotten. Oh God! <laughs> there's something about Bigfoot coming was this it? summer. There's something about Bigfoot. I have um, talked about the film Letters from the Big Man, haven't I? I think I may have on a previous episode. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I um, don't know. I it, we we don't so many of these fucking things, you know. This yeah. Is, what are we at now? Forty three. <laughs> Yeah, I've recommended several. Um, what was it? Oh, there was something I've gone and forgotten mm. now. Um, well, Hal Robson Carnu yeah. has been booked for a late challenge on Ruben Diaz. If that helps, yes. Um, Bigfoot, Bigfoot, Bigfoot. It's real. Um, don't <laughs> folks, he's real. Don't. Uh, don't uh I don't know. I <laughs> I don't uh, <laughs> I, I want it okay. to be real. All right, no, I'm not gonna I, I won't put you on the spot anymore. Um oh it looks like James Ward Prowse has just had a free kick uh saved by Bern Leno um to keep it three one to Arsenal. Um what are we uh, so you can't think of anything else Bigfoot related to, to talk about. Um, I was going to check. I need to remember. I can't remember. It was something. I do. It was something. Ah, <laughs> but you have to carry it. You have to. Well, let's do a quick, because we haven't done a Bona League update for a little while, I feel like. So if we do, oh. let's just take a quick look at uh, the, the current Bona League standings um, as we as we begin 2021. So we got uh, so down in eleventh place. We got the the Saints Legends team by James from uh, James Foster. I think we, we only got one uh, Foster imposter this season, uh, from the looks of it. Uh, so I th- I guess the gimmick with that is that they're all current or Saints uh, current or former Saints players. Um, they so yeah, just the just the four hundred and forty three points for for the Saints Legends. Um, in tenth place uh, is our friend Doctor James Brown uh, with uh, Cassowary FC. Cassowary FC. I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm sorry, James. Um, so he's, uh, he's he's down in tenth on 675 points. A bit of a gap between him and the bottom. I think he's going to be okay. He's not going to be not going to be relegated this season. Um, 25 points ahead of him in ninth on 700 exactly. Uh, we've got uh, 
Jason Manning, former guest of the show. Jason, we probably should have, if we'd planned this better, we should have had uh, Jason or Jane. We should have had at least one of the Saints fans yeah. from Bona League on the episode so that we could have some balance, you know, while, while there's an Arsenal Saints match going on. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying that now because Arsenal are winning. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. We'd, be, we'd be magnanimous. We'd be... We'd if be we, yeah. <laughs> dignified and respectful. Yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't just sulk and, you know, clam up and cut cut the episode short early. Um so Jason's Jason's team Pulisicki, uh Pulisicki, Pulisicki are on seven hundred points in ninth place. Um up to eighth. We got uh, we got our friend Martin Higgins, uh uh father to be, Martin Higgins, I should say. Uh congratulations, Martin. Um uh, he's uh, yeah, so that's his his team, Young Goys, uh, seven hundred and twenty nine points in eighth place. Um, seventh place, we, uh, we our friend Simon Atkins with O Captain My Captain. Um, bit of a gap opening up between seventh and eighth. He's on uh, eight hundred and sixty eight points. Simon at one point was sort of in and around the top. I know towards the end of last season he was sort of quite yeah. a, a dark horse, kind of shooting up the table there. Um, so I, don't, I, I, you know, everyone goes through unlucky spells, don't they? I guess this, this is this is his time for yes, that. I'm going for um, an unlucky spell. You yeah. say that, but you've been around the same spot in the table for. I mean, well, we'll, we'll get to it. It's we'll my own. It. It's my own. And do it. It's my own fault, really. It's, Hubris. It's my. Own, it's. Um, you know. And then we got yeah. So in sixth place. Um, Again, bit of a leap in in points here. Uh, Nine hundred and forty nine points. James Foster with all ings considered. Um, yeah, like I said, we probably probably should have had James on for this episode, but uh, hey, what are you going to do? Um, then in fifth, you got uh, you got me. You got Ollie, Ollie Munster. Um, this, the the table starts to get a bit tighter once you get kind of into the top six, I guess. Um, well, I say that, but I well, but when we get to the very top, you'll it, it might be a bit different. But um, so yeah, James is on nine hundred and forty nine. I'm on one thousand and five points. Uh, my team's called My Venus Hurty. Uh, I gave up uh, trying to name it after musical artists. Uh, I, for the first few years, I named it after like you know, uh, sort of <laughs> like teen girl singers like Demi Lovato and uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Love my Venus Hurty is, is in fifth place. Yes. I mean, uh, yeah, but she's the queen of Canada. Um, and then in fourth place on 1,006 points is the Cursed 11. Yes. Uh, that's, that's your team, Lawrence. So we are currently, se- we are currently separated by one point. Yes. Um, if only I hadn't, um, forgotten to update my team when players were injured. I don't, what yes. is it with me? Why do I keep doing this? I need to have a... A thing on my phone that tells me update your team. I don't know. Um, well, it, it, you you can set you can if you've got the uh, not to plug it for them because they're not sponsoring us. But if you've got the 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 Premier the Fantasy Premier League app, you can set it to give you notifications. You can uh, wait. What? Yeah, I thought I thought that just sorry. Have we got update from the Saints match. Nicholas Pepe is Nicholas Pepe was apparently still on the field and now he's been substituted off and they've brought Joe Willock on. Um, right. Yeah, I don't. Uh, so I don't know what that that thing earlier was was all about. Um, but yeah, you can set you can set your phone to get uh, like push notifications for when there's a match day coming up. Right. Yeah. Um, so maybe should, that maybe yeah. you should should do that. <laughs> um, yes. I mean, you know, I I've been keeping tabs on <clears throat> you know when the transfer deadline is, and it doesn't it hasn't really done me any good because I'm still only in in fifth. <laughs> 
Um, I mean, as an example, this week just gone was a double game week for a lot of teams. And so I triple captained Mo Salah uh, because Liverpool were playing twice. And that got me a grand total of 12 points from him. Yeah. So, um, it's, yeah. it's the problem right now is all the good strikers are too expensive. So I'm having to do with just solely Jamie Vardy and Patrick Bamford. Yeah, but Dominic Calvert-Lewin's come back. So uh, that's, that's, my, that's my tip. And, you know, he's, yeah, he's still got Patrick I Bamford. Sold Callum him. Wilson gets a, gets a decent number of points, even though Newcastle are crap. Callum, there are, there's some good cheap options for, for strikers. But yeah, so we've got you in fourth. It's very fitting that the junior funners are, you know, fighting for the top four spots, <laughs> you know. Just um, like Arsenal, yeah. just like Arsenal. I was going to say, yeah, it feels, feels very apt. Um, and then we move up into the top three. We got uh, we got our friend Tariq uh, in third place, Millhouse United. Uh, so he's on 1,034 points. So you could catch him if you have a good week. Yeah, I was um, briefly third and then I screwed it up. Yeah. And then we got uh, the, the top two, you know, again, the two immovable objects from last season. Um, we got, uh, again, former guest of the show, Gary Hill in second place. He's on 1,132 points. So yeah, we've got a bit of a leap in, in the points there again. Um, his team, Werner's Originals, uh, which is, a, that's a, that's a good name. Um, and then, yeah, the big dog, number one in the top spot, our friend Tom Rees on 1,182 points. Not an insurmountable gap for, for Gary, you know, if he, if he gets lucky, but nobody seems luckier than Tom, um, <laughs> frankly. So well, I, he's I doubt in, he's uh, court, but on, on a Macock is, is his team. On a Macock. He's in uh, New Zealand, so he gets all the football way before we do. So he knows all the results and so he knows how to pick. It's true. Yeah. He is, he, what is it? 12 hours ahead. So yeah, he knows, yeah. he knows who to, uh, who to put in before we do, um, which is, a sh- you know, that's, but that's part of the game. You know, we got to, we got to try our best to, to outsmart. I've got to use my wits. Those guys in Australia yeah. and New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, looks as though we're at full time. It's full time in the West Brom city match. Um, yeah, there we go. Full time three, one, what a result to, yeah. Come back from an early goal, especially we don't, as we said, we don't do that too often coming back from, uh, you know, losing positions. So, um, that's uh, yeah, sneaking up the table. We're yeah, uh, not too we far come. off Liverpool now, I believe. So yeah, um, league's back on. Here we come. League challenge back on. Invincibles two starts now. Um, well, starts five games ago, I guess. We're one beaten in six games now in the league, aren't we? So yes, uh, Invin- yeah. Invincibles two. We're Wait, doing that it. Is, that is top league form. Top league form. Exactly. And, uh, I'm just. So, I'm looking at our. Uh, I'm obsessed with him, so I'm just seeing what he's been. There's a lot of very, um, very understated tweets. You know, what a goal from Arsenal! Fair play, you know, all that kind of thing. Uh, Sack scores. <laughs> uh, calls Walcott a crap prat. It's like, well, yeah. <laughs> well, sorry. Who? Who is this? This is Gold. The gold. Brain. The Goldster. The go- Mark Goldbrain. Yeah. Gold, okay. Yeah. So a lot of um, very hushed tweets there. Uh, yeah, having a slice of uh, humble pie with some egg on his face. We've humbled him. We've Who's humbled him. We've done it. Who done it? Um, I get. Yeah, well, that's that's the next match, isn't it? I think in the, uh, in oh, the league, yeah. that's we're, we're playing uh, United this weekend. Oh. So <laughs> yeah. playing them at home. Um, our home record against them has been pretty good. Um, but this uh, this will be 
this will be the real test, won't it? You know, we, we, we're unbeaten and now in six matches now. But um, yeah, we've got to do it. Martin Odegaard's you know, got. We've got to uh, prove that the Chelsea. We've got to prove that the Chelsea match wasn't a fluke. Yeah, I don't know whether I don't know. I don't think whether Odegaard will. I don't think he'll even play Odegaard. So I don't know why I brought him. Well, but, I, uh, I, th- I, the thing I was reading today saying that, that I think that is what they're trying to do. You know, the, 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 they got the deal done today because they, he, they're looking at potentially having him in the team. I don't. You know, it's not. I, I doubt. You know, he's not going to start or anything. But yeah, I, he. But- Maybe he could be on the bench for Saturday. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, I guess it depends on the score, half time. But um, I, I, I am feeling quite um, tense about it. I get very sort of ah, God, it's like it's like I don't know, having to do my ex- exam or something. I'm dreading it. I'm just like I think mm. Partey is is the key because obviously last time you know when we played him at Old Trafford, he completely was just in charge of of the whole match, wasn't he? You know everything. Mm. Everything went through him. He he bossed the midfield. Um, so if he's fit and he starts, I think, I think we can we can just be cautiously that, optimistic. That Bruno Fernandez though, he's just he's too good. I, I when I was watching it on Liverpool, I you know he played Liverpool and he got that free kick. I was like, he's too good for this team, you know that Bruno Fernandez. Yeah. Just yeah, I can't wait to see what he does at, at, a, at a big club. Yeah, yeah. When he joins a big team, I can't wait to see what will happen. But. Uh, <laughs> But that's that's it, folks. That's uh, yeah. We, the, the match is over. Um, you can go home now. Uh, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook and we're on Twitter. Um, just look for Junior Funners. Email us if you want. Um, we we'd love to hear from you uh, because we're very lonely. So email us at juniorfunners at gmail dot um, We as individuals, Lawrence and I, are on Twitter. I'm at Ollie Munster and Lawrence is uh, at IB Online. That's I B E yes. Online. And, um, you know, support local podcasting. Goodbye.